Welcome to Web of Tomorrow, a podcast all about the web and the people who build it. This is Adam Harris. In this episode, I talked with Marie, who is a front-end developer at Algolia in France. And she talked about Storybook, which is an interactive development and testing environment for React and React Native UI components. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. <laughs> um, how, did you how did you first hear about React Storybook, or how did you get started with it? Yeah, uh, I just, uh, I mean, I heard about it like um, pretty close of the release date, like uh, beginning of uh, 2016. So I was working on a presentation from my colleague about how you can test your React and Redux application. And basically, I just came um, across React Storybook and I um, actually loved the idea because on a previous mission I worked on with Ember, we were doing our own uh, storybook and it was a, a way for us to present our um, to showcase our components and to test them actually uh, and to show how you can use them and I found that very useful and so having a tool that's actually already do everything for you you just have to start developing uh, I think it was an amazing idea that I started to use it cool and uh, and so what is react storybook exactly yeah basically it's a tool that provides you an isolated environment when you can develop your UI uh, components in total isolation. And so uh, it forces you um, um, to be uh, outside of your complex application, which actually to develop is easier because you are not um, polluted by a lot of stuff. You just design your components and develop it, and that's it. Uh, so you can concentrate on the API. Okay. <laughs> and so, Basically, this tool is, uh, yeah, you've got an, a dedicated interface when you write your own stories, which is basically uh, your component at a, a precise state. Okay, cool. So you you actually create your components first inside of React Storybook. That way you're, you're not inside of your complex app or anything. You're not having to click around a million times to get to that component or whatever. Yes, exactly. If you want to actually concentrate on a specific substate of your components, you can pass the right props and, and, and you have a dedicated story for it. And then it's easier that if you're in the middle of your app, then you need to actually be in the right substate to actually develop your uh, um, dedicated behavior. So it's uh, a lot easier. And one thing that is great is that you can uh, think API first. Uh, it's something actually I like to uh, to tell because often we we want to um, create generic components and and then it's harder like to do that just to say so here we because you are not inside your app you are forced to do that you are in isolation so you can really um, create generic components. Cool. Um, so how do you how do you get started using it? Do you just npm install it inside of your inside of your app? The, the team developed like um, a command line. So if you already have um, a React uh, application, you just uh, install globally uh, the package, which is called Get Storybook, and then you run it, and it will create for you all the all the config file, which is uh, at the beginning very very um, low files. I mean, it's not a lot of files, but still you will have something working. You just then tap. Uh, type npm run storybook and that's it. You get the environment and you can start um, adding your stories. Okay, and uh, do you do you like to put those stories right alongside the component 
or in a separate place in your app? I, on my current project, I do it on a separate place, but I know that some people prefer to have it like just uh, next to it. I mean, it's a matter of taste. Um, maybe also because, um, I don't know, I'm working like on a widget library and so I don't have like that much like widgets. So in the end, the, the directory is not full of files. It's, uh, it's one per widget. But if you have a big application, it might be better to actually put them next to, to the components. Or okay. at least to respect your you know, directory uh, strategy. Yeah. Okay, so in your, in your talk about React Storybook, you talked about it helps you design, document, debug, and discuss. Can you talk about each of those, um, starting with how it helps you design? Yes. So actually, yeah, um, in that talk, I talk about all the stage, stage you, you basically can be if you're a developer. And it starts, obviously, with the development and the API, but then you need to actually style your components. So with Storybook, it's convenient because, once again, you can be like very quickly on one step state of it. So if you know that, for example, uh, with my talk, I, I showcase the pagination components. But if you want, because you are on the first page, you want to dis disable one button and you want to style this thing, then you can do it quickly. Uh, and then at some point about the documentation, because you have all the stories, uh, actually you created the documentation. It's already there. You don't have anything I mean, more to, to do mm -hmm. because you can publish the storybook. So it means that you can build statically the storybook and then publish it uh, on the web or anything anywhere else. And then people can start looking at your components. They can start playing with them. And storybooks provide you um, different add-ons that help you actually document more of your components. So uh, uh, yeah, it's a great way to uh, um, showcase your components um, to other people. And then for the debug part, uh, it's more about debugging is, um, I mean, to be efficient when debugging, you need to be like, uh, you need to reproduce the bug in the smallest environment possible to be sure you are not like polluted by a lot of stuff. So with Storybook, it's, uh, it's easy because you are already isolated. So you can reuse your components or you can create, you know, a special story with two or three of them, and you can actually try to reproduce the bug with the uh, least amount of code involved. Um, and the last part is my favorite part, the discussion, um, because you can share the storybook with others. Others can actually use your storybook to um, start discussion. So one example, uh, one obvious example is that if you develop something that involves a component, you can link to the storybook and actually um, help people to uh, visually see what you are actually saying in your issue or whatever. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so you, you, you said you can kind of create a static website off of it and, and then you also said you can, you can link to your storybook. So how does that work exactly? Do you, do you run a command to create a static site and then upload it somewhere and then yeah. share that link? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Storybook provides um, a, a command that is called build Storybook. So if you do npm run build Storybook, you will get uh, files, um, the Storybook uh, statically. So then you just deploy it somewhere. So for example, us at Algoria, we deploy um, the Storybook on Netlify, which is um, a hosting, hosting um, 
SaaS services. Um, and each time we do a PR, it will be deployed on these services and everyone could access it. But it means you can also deploy it elsewhere. For example, Airbnb is what they do uh, with their um, data picker components. If you go on their uh, GitHub website, you, you have a link, you can click on it and you can actually browse their storybook and you can see if the widgets uh, will fit your needs uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's up to you to imagine what will fit your need best. But okay. you have the tools to do it. So you can just have it as a part of your build process automatically. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about what what it looks like and how you use it. Um, you've got you've got a panel on the left showing all the components, right? Yes. And then in the middle, you can see the component, and then down below, you have some tabs. Yep. Okay. So um, how do you how do you show um, events that are happening from the component? So you get a special add-on, which is called the uh, action add-on. And so basically, um, for all your actions that uh, actually are props, when, when you pass a, a function and the function is used by the components, you can replace those functions by, uh, by, um, by another function which is action, which is uh, provided by the add-on, and then it will be logged. Like if you click somewhere on your component and you use it, then you will see the the uh, events logged on the uh, panel, on the tab below, and it will also log the payload, so you can see what's uh, what's happening. Cool. Um, and then how do you how do you show the component in in various states? So you got when you wrote um, stories. Basically, what you um, you first create is what uh, is called a story spline. So let's say we have a, a component which is a pagination component. You will say, "I want to create stories for the pagination," and then you will start to write story. And basically, each story is a substate of uh, your component because each story uh, for each story you actually uh, declare uh, your components, so you can. Um, vary the props used and stuff like that to have your components in several states. Okay, um, and then can you also just play around with the props as well? Yeah, uh, definitely. You get another add-on for that, which is called the Nobs add-on. So same way, you can uh, instead of just passing a prop, you can pass the prop with a default value, but then you also uh, add extra information, like if it's a number or if it's a string or if it's an object, etc., etc. And then the, um, this add-on will um, uh, display those props inside a new panel, and then everybody could play with them. So, for example, if you have a number on your components and you say the default value is one, then you will have a new entry uh, um, on this uh, panel, and you will be able to tap any number. And then the component will be re-rendered with the new props. So it's great because um, your user or our colleagues or whatever, um, if they saw a component with some props, they can actually play with the props and see what the props are doing. Um, I mean, what's the behavior of, uh, what are the behavior of the props? Yeah, and I think that's useful not only for your fellow um, programmers, but also designers and PMs and, and managers oh, yeah, and things like that. that. Yes, definitely. Cool. Um, so you, you talked a lot about add-ons. Um, did, did you also made, made an add-on, right? 
Yeah, because I I, um, I love a lot the concept of um, living documentation. Um, before working our front end step, I was a lot involved with, um, well, not involved, but I was uh, I, I had a lot of interest into behavior driven developments and and those tools like Cucumber or Gigiven that allows you to write some scenarios and execute some code behind and then you can create a documentation. So when I switched it to front-end development, with Storybook, it was a bit of the same thing for me. You got your storage, sorry, sorry. And then, because it's live, it's real code that is executed behind, I wanted a way to test them because I know that when they develop, at some point you can break things if it's not tested. So obviously you, you will probably test your components uh, in other files and stuff like that. But then you end up with duplication of your stories and your test files, and I wanted a way to actually avoid that. So I can test directly my stories. And so I developed a, a small add-on that allows uh, typically that you can write your test just next to your stories and then display uh, those results directly in the storybook. The idea was to use those uh, tests as specification of your components because even though it's UI component and it should not have that many uh, business things inside it, inside them, uh, often you get things that are actually business related. Uh, and so, if you're a new, uh, if you're a new um, employee or even yourself, uh, in the, in the, I mean later, um, sometimes it's great to actually show those business rules, and the tests are actually there for that. So it was the idea to write tests next to to, uh, to the stories. Okay, cool. So, um, what kind of tests are you writing on on components? Are you are you just like, um, are you doing snapshot tests to see what the, the output of the render function is? Or is there, you mentioned business logic. What kind of business logic could you test? So actually, um, with Storybook, you can snapshot your stories. It's provided by the tool. Uh, it's called Snapshots. Uh, and it's based on obviously on just snapshotting and snapshot testing. So what this snap, uh, um, library does is that it's take all your stories and that it snapshots them. So you've got all those markup images somewhere. And if you start developing, then you will see the diff. And it will say, I mean, you will see if you, do, if you did some regressions or not. The idea of my plugin, of my add-on, which is called the specification add-on, is a bit different. Is that it's not really to test like um, markup, HTML markup. It's more like to check actions or, like I said, more um, things that you want to explicit, like business logic in terms of um, uh, data that can be, um, I mean, not data, but uh, things that actually relate to data. Uh, and then for that, you can use whatever you want that works in the browser. So I typically use Enzyme and, um, and uh, Expect for the assertion. So you want your uh, stories and then you can, you know, use the, um, the, uh, the Enzyme API to uh, to um, and then use the sessions. Okay. Okay, so you can see those tests whether they pass or fail in um, in Storybook. Can can you also see if they fail somewhere else, like in the command line? Yeah. So uh, okay. it's uh, yeah yeah you can actually configure the the your application and use both to have both. I mean inside the Storybook okay. and then in the CI. Cool. Does the does the um, 
does the tab like light up red or something if you have a failing test inside that tab? Because you might you might forget to look in there. Oh yeah, definitely. It's the um, I mean the result inside the tab is more to actually see the specs. I was not I mean or see the, if there is a failure if you are developing this current component, but to me about failure is more you need to look at the CI. Like if you run all the stories, you can see the failures. Because okay. yeah, the 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 results part on the storybook it's more about um, about like reading the specs the specification of the the, the components. Cool. Um, what other kind of add-ons are there? There's a lot. Um, I would have I would divide them into like two parts. Uh, some stuff about like styling components. Um, for example, there's some add-ons that helps. Um, uh, resizing the uh, window to help you actually ensure that your components are responsive. Hmm. Some add-ons that will change the background color of, of the storybook again to help you with the styling. And you got also all the add-ons that are more related to documentation. For example, you've got one that will um, that will generate um, the source of your components in a way that if somebody goes into the storybook, he sees the component and then he saw the usage, so he can copy past. Um, and other stuff like uh, generate uh, props. Um, uh, what else? I think there are some that allows you to actually add a readme. So if you need that. So there's a lot of uh, different things. And the, the, good, the good thing with Storybook is that actually creating an add-on is easy. So everybody could create their own if they need so. And then they can share it with the others. Cool. Um, so another thing you mentioned in talk was linking stories together where if you click on one component, it will link you to another or if you click on one story it'll link you to another story yeah um what what is the purpose of that exactly i wasn't sure yeah the purpose is to actually um it depends on how you use the storybook for example us uh, at argolia we are using like um our fully connected components so they actually target argolia so if you click on them they live by themselves because it's a top component you know uh, mm-hmm. But often you actually use the the like the raw components, so the lowest one, so the okay. nothing. So one idea would be to show how the component. I mean, if you click on a button, what that button is supposed to do. I mean, and so probably it will get you to another subtype of this components. So you can link the stories together to to show how they can then actually interact together. Okay, yeah. So, do you know examples of who who is using React Storybook? So they added a new page on uh, the, the website that actually um, showcases um, companies and projects that are using Storybook. Uh, if I remember correctly, so obviously I already like mentioned us and um, and Airbnb, but you've got also Buffer, I think Lonely Planet. I mean. And those others are just the public one. I believe like um, a lot of people are using Storybook, but like internally, so you don't uh, can you cannot see uh, their their own project. But 
now the project has more than ten thousand stars, so I gather some users. Oh yeah, it's saying uh, Slack and Squarespace also. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't think I have any more questions. Is there is there anything else that you wanted to say? So. So one thing I, I'd like to add now um, that I was not saying in March uh, when I did the React Conf um, about, uh, about Storybook is that at that moment, the project was a bit dead in a way that because it was created by Cadera, a company, uh, this company like shut down and then there were no more activities on the GitHub repository. So fixes were not like done and projects were not merged anymore. So at some point, uh, people were asking if it was possible to actually take over the project. So it was open to the whole community. And a lot of people are really, really involved uh, to make this project live. And so they just released um, the, the third version of Storybook. And what's really great is that you got some initiative to actually extend Storybook to view and to possibly other framework. So it's really cool. I mean, I think it's a project that will keep living uh, a lot in the future. Cool. Are you are you a contributor to Storybook? I'm part of the team, but because I don't have that much time, uh, I'm already, I'm just doing like small fixes, or or I'm talking about it like in preference. But I I'm not a, a, a lot involved in coding for Storybook right now. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for letting me know about React Storybook. I'd, I'd never heard of it before until you talked about it. Cool. I hope you like it. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah. I'm really thinking about using it at our work because we we do something similar, but it's just it's just our own code and it's not okay. nearly as not nearly as full featured as Storybook is. Okay. Well I think you should definitely try it. Yeah. It's yeah. really great too. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Uh, especially for for uh, pull requests and 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 being able to build a component in an isolated environment. Yes. All right. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you to you. Uh, yeah, it was great. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at weboftomorrowpodcast.com and on Twitter at weboftomorrowfm. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player or on YouTube if you prefer, so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes.